Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today. There's a slight chance of a shower. High of 64. Tonight, cloudy, low of 42. Tomorrow actually looks really, really nice. Mostly sunny and a high of 70. It's 54 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. If you're going to be listening to the podcast later on today, make sure you know that uh, Marcotte Ford is the sponsor. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Speaking of cars, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports will be joining us later on this morning. We'll talk cars with him. And the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win 1000 bucks right here on Rock 102. Prices are high. Right on. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, It is going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, on a weekend where the Dolphins uh, cremated the Broncos 70-20, to the only thing the sports world could talk about was Taylor Swift at Arrowhead Stadium. Well, I mean... Supposedly to watch uh, Travis uh, Kelsey play. Is it Kelsey? It's Kelsey. Kelsey? Yes. Uh, As silly and pointless as it all seemed... Some actual good might come from it. A Native American activist named Rhonda Lavaldo is hoping that Taylor might help her get the Chiefs to abandon some of their more troubling traditions like the tomahawk chop and maybe even the team name. She says, quote, We remain hopeful that an outside influence like Miss Swift could be an ally for us moving uh, the conversation forward on why the chop is a racist act. I just want to have sex with this guy. I, what, what, what are you asking me? You're asking me. I'm just dating him. Because I don't, she's, a, she's a change agent, Steve. I know, don't but, you know that? No, no. I just, uh, let's pretend I'm Taylor Swift. I just want to get laid. I don't care. You know, I, I, I want to feed into your uh, into your comparison here, but yeah. you look nothing like Taylor Swift. And it's very well, hard just, for me I'm to... Just, I'm just trying to pretend uh, I'm Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're trying to do. Suspension disbelief, Bax. you gotta, you got to... There, there's you only know. so much suspension I can handle. Um, yeah, she just she just wants to be with her boyfriend. Why does she have to get involved in some sort of act, a, activism? I don't know. Uh, People just... Uh, they just want and want and want from her. <laughs> to, ha- to us, the hand gesture is synchronized racism. We implore Miss Swift to take the time to understand our perspective in the scientific and psychological research into the harm to youth and communities caused by such behavior. Cameras did catch Taylor during one of the tomahawk uh, chops at Sunday's game, and she did not participate. It's not clear if she was intentionally taking a stand, though, or I'm just trying to get to know my boyfriend's family in the booth. I didn't I didn't notice you were doing the tomahawk chop. Oh, and look at all these free hot dogs. Uh, just yeah, look at oh, I have as many hot dogs as I want. I mean, it says I mean, so right here in the booth. I mean, if I'm sitting in a, in a luxury suite, that's all I'm thinking about is hey, they keep bringing more and more hot dogs. Just to clean up some of the other chaos from Sunday's game, someone got video of Taylor and Travis walking side by side in the locker room area after the game, but they did not touch. They left the stadium in Travis's convertible. There was a rumor that they snuck Taylor out of the stadium in a rolling popcorn container, but obviously that wasn't true. 
That would be hilarious. Taylor, Travis, and their crew ended up at a nearby restaurant where sources claimed the, that Taylor paid for everyone's meals so that they would leave immediately so the gang could have privacy. Here's an interesting sidebar to all this chaos. In a 2016 interview, Travis said uh, two of his relationship deal breakers were women who don't perform orally and women who don't go all the way on the first date. Oh. Hey, now. Well, they were learning some things about Taylor Swift we had no idea. Because you need to calm down. You're being too loud. <laughs> uh, one last note. Guess whose jersey sales skyrocketed after Sunday's game? Mick Jagger. No, Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Because he's, uh, he's popular now. He's, he's Everybody wants to be like uh, Jason Kelsey now. He's a Swifty. Justin Kelsey. What's his name again? Travis. Travis. That guy, yeah. Kathy Griffin I'm thinking says, of his brother. You know, the, the one that didn't win the Super Bowl. Kathy Griffin says a friend of hers was once sexually harassed by Russell Brand at an AA meeting. Kathy Griffin just wants to just insert herself into things just to say that she inserted herself. Actually, it sounded like Russell Brand wanted to insert himself. Yeah, well, yes, that's true, too. But I'm just saying, like, she wants to put herself in the controversy. How do you know if, like, a 12-step program is the best place to meet chicks? Or is it? 12-step program? Yeah. Well... Have they gotten to the uh, the step nine part where they're apologized? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how far Russell got. Be bopping step nine and all over town. He didn't apologize to this lady. <laughs> no, he didn't. Kathy also says she never says you never hear these kind of accusations against female comedians and actors. Yeah, well, that's uh, yet. Yet, but you know, then again, I think most well, most men would run and hide from Kathy Griffin. But I'm sure I'm sure it's one of those one of those things where it's uh, it's unusual for a woman to be perceived as being an aggressor. So you're probably not going to hear about it as much as you would a man. Yeah, but uh, you know, women is just as a woman is just as capable that, of being a filthy scumbag like any man. That's what I'm saying. A reboot of The Office is in the works with original showrunner Greg Daniels. There's no other information available. Is this really necessary? No, it's really not. I don't know why. Can't we just have the classic programs that we've had Yeah, and not I mean, need to reboot everything? Like The Office, which was a reboot of the British version yeah, of The but, Office. But it was funny, and it had classic moments, and uh, it will live on in the annals of history. A- annals. Is that how that word is pronounced? In some cases, yes. Huh. You learn something new every day. Happy to help. Martin Scorsese wants theaters to fight back against comic book movies by showing films that actually move people emotionally. He also wants filmmakers to set up and reinvent the industry. That's such a a snotty thing to say. As if somebody who makes a superhero movie, it's not good because it's not yours or your art. There are some people who feel as though that these... uh Superhero movies have, you know, lessened the artistic quality of, of of cinema, and it's hard to argue with that. Except, you know, that's the movie kind of movies that people actually want to see. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what that's what the demand from the public is. Yeah, and the demand gonna, from the public isn't watching four hour uh, biopics. Sure, and if you're gonna, yeah. if you're a film, uh, if, if you're a production company and you want to uh, invest in a film. You want one that's going to put food on the table and, and put a Bentley in your garage. Martin, uh, what what do you have for your next six-hour uh, epic film? Uh, 
we'll definitely take that over a blockbuster hit that's going to make billions of dollars. You know, that Irishman movie was was okay, but it wasn't that great. Lasted too long. And uh, Kim Kardashian, you're never going to believe this. She has really thin eyebrows now, and she has a buzz cut hair. She cut all her hair off. Really? Yeah. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this much hair was when Ray J got lost in the Burpuba Triangle in that sex tape you can purchase <laughs> on Uport for thirty nine ninety five. A lot of danger out there. Get no navigation in that area. Yeah, I None. Bet. You get lost. Uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I did once have the gorilla salad. <laughs> the gorilla salad? I met up with Pubaca. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is it looked like a hairdresser's bacon sandwich. <laughs> okay. That's Germac. Bounce back beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Ah! Don't overpay for your new... Who's got your back? Marcotte Ford. That's who. At Marcotte, having your back goes well beyond your purchase. You see, Marcotte knows your time is very valuable. So when you need your vehicle serviced, Marcotte goes above and beyond. Marcotte will pick up your vehicle from your home or work, service it, and then return it to you. So when Marcotte says they have your back, they have it before, during, and after your purchase. See for yourself. Get started by contacting Marcotte Ford on Main Street in Holyoke or MarcotteFord.com. See dealer for complete details. Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, at a time when the NFL should be concerned about things like concussion protocols, mandatory drug testing, and the recent spate of illegal formation penalties, the league has instead decided to open an investigation into much more pressing territory. According to reports, the NFL is pulling themselves away from the things that would seem to have greater importance so they can properly assess whether Mac Jones of the New England Patriots punched Sauce Gardner of the New York Jets in the testicles on Sunday's game at the Meadowlands. Now, I reviewed the video, and I read the statements of the parties involved. Sauce Gardner claims that Mac Jones was, quote, trying to prevent me from having kids in the future. Mac Jones, on the other hand, claims that any physical contact between Sauce Gardner's testicles and his balled-up fist were purely coincidental. So what's the truth behind this situation? Well, that's hard to tell. That's why the league, with all of its investigative resources, is launching an official inquiry into what just happened. Meanwhile, while Sauce is busy icing his business, it's Mac Jones who appears to be getting dragged through the mud. Yesterday, former Patriot defensive end Chris Long dropped an ex-post claiming that Mac Jones is one of the top five dirtiest quarterbacks of all time. Oh, really? Is that a fact? In the league's entire 103-year history, Mac Jones makes the top five. Well, I got news for you, young fella. Mac Jones hasn't reached the top five in any substantial football category. And yet Chris Long wants to hang that one out there with no evidence to support that statement? Look, I know you're limited to just 280 characters per post on X, but I'm going to need to see a little bit more proof. Listen, Chris Long should probably keep his face out of Sauce Gardner's throbbing crotch long enough to offer up a better argument. Is Mac Jones all that dirty? I guess that depends on where he hits you. If he's hitting his receivers for first down yardage, then the answer is no. If he's hitting your junk like Mike Tyson's speed bag, then the answer is a hard maybe. And only the NFL is capable of making that sort of judgment. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. So you just drove Pat past Rocky's to go to a big orange megastore to buy paint. Well, turn around, dude, because Benjamin Moore 
is only sold at independent stores with well-trained paint professionals like the ones you'll find at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. High of 66. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I should probably just uh, get this out of the way. Let's do it. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my mind. Today we are uh, celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Bax and Nagel show. Yeah. How about that? Seems like yesterday, really. Well, the previous six months seemed like 10 years together, didn't it? That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what I was doing since 1995. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, or today, actually, is the uh, the one year ago we yeah. started this uh, little thingy. Wow, what, a, what, a, what an empire we've created in just 12 months. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, I listen, I... Uh, I don't want to make a big deal of it because I uh, I forgot I forgot to get your card. So I hope you. Guys- I didn't get you anything, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, actually, I got you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we both got each other yeah. quite a bit. Well, listen, yeah. I uh, I think we both given each other the gift of job security. Yeah. So that's well, uh, that's well, quite well, a, well, had a gift so. wrap. Let's hope so. Anyway. Anyhow. Uh. So yeah. Happy anniversary. Uh, same to you. Uh. You just showed me this guy in Pennsylvania. I'm looking at this mugshot. A man from Pennsylvania pleaded guilty in connection with buying and selling human remains stolen from Harvard Medical School. In June, the FBI in Boston arrested Cedric Lodge, a manager of the morgue at Harvard Medical School, along with others for allegedly trafficking stolen human remains. From 2018 through 2022, Cedric Lodge allegedly stole organs and other parts of cadavers donated for medical research and sold them via phone or social media. I never saw that on Marketplace. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the worst Craigslist ad I've ever seen. do you take Venmo (laughs) or PayPal or Zelle? Yeah. Yeah. That's more of a Zelle kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. That's probably less legitimate. Uh, On September 7th, 41-year-old Jeremy Pauley of Thompson, Pennsylvania, pleaded guilty to conspiracy and interstate transportation of stolen property, according to U.S. Attorney Gerard Karam for the Middle District of Pennsylvania, Pauly admitted that he purchased and sold human remains from multiple people knowing that they were stolen from Harvard Medical School and an Arkansas mortuary. Uh, this guy's mugshot. He's, uh, he's a bald-headed fella. Mm-hmm. Well, buzzed hair, anyway. Well, I mean, should we really be judging on his, his lack of hair? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine spikes in his head. Mm-hmm. And then half of his face, well, he's also got those earlobe uh, earring things. Those, those gauge things, gauge yeah. Things. And then he's got half of his face covered in tattoos. He's got two, three lip studs, and then a neck tattoo. He's also got the- Because uh, his clothes are new. He got a neck tattoo and all his clothes are new. What? Well, he, he's also got the uh, the eye pigmentation thing, you know, where they uh, they, yeah. they colorize the uh, the whites of your eyes. You know when you when you listen. I'm not judging. I if you got tattoos, I am. I'm well, totally judging. If you got tattoos, that's uh, that's your business. It's neither here nor there. I have no uh, issues with uh, with any body modifications. But if you're going to commit a crime like buying harvested yeah. human remains, um, you want to be the kind of guy that in a in a lineup, yeah. That doesn't, doesn't stand dis- out. Yeah, it doesn't stand out. Yeah. It doesn't distinguish you from everybody else in the lineup. Well, what did he look like? Well, he looked like a, a lizard. Uh, 
Well, I mean, only from the right side. Yeah, on one side. And the other side, he looked like he was a regular person. I am going to judge people like this because this is exactly what stereotypes are. This is the guy. This guy just fulfilled what you would think a guy harvesting organs and selling them online would look like. This is exactly what he would look like. Well, you know, again, uh, your uh, your your judgment and uh, mm-hmm. your your prejudices uh, yeah. uh, aside, I see a guy like this, and I wonder, well, what else could he be doing? Well, I, I mean, mean, what other job opportunities are there for a, are there for a guy like this? Maybe he's a pharmacist. Maybe he works at CVS. Mm, yeah. Well, you know, this is the guy that if he was filling your OxyContin prescription, he'd fill it like five guys fills the bag with fries. <laughs> Overstuffed, like greasy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. well, like that's the guy you want. You want a whole bunch of extra Oxycontins in the bag. Like, yeah. oh, we're just throwing them in there, like five guys. Yeah, because he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that's no. really interested in following the rules no. of the corporate line. No, he doesn't seem like he'd follow uh, any of the rules. Now, actually. again, is there any indication? And I and I've you know I've read only what the twenty two news story has, and you can uh, you can check that out. Uh, what his plans were with these human no. remains? That's what I. That's what I, I'm trying to figure out. Like, okay, you're you're in that business. What what are you doing with the stuff? Because if you're like in a transplant situation, don't those like they have to be preserved and 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 taken care of almost immediately in order yeah. to be like transplanted into somebody else? If you're going to be doing that kind of thing, how do you do that? How do you? I don't. Uh, I don't really know. And I. And again. Um, you know, human remains that make it to the Harvard Medical School, I would think, are not necessarily preserved, but uh, maybe there's some sort of uh, you know swap meat going on. Swap meat, uh, like a kidney, uh, kidney and spleen swap um, meat. What do you got for left feet? I got a bunch of right feet. I need uh, I need matching pairs and about you know size like ten, ten and a half. Yeah, but they're different skin tone colors. That's okay. Just we'll put it all together. I don't mind that. I yeah. mean, all the uh, all the all the gangrene and rigor mortis is setting in. It's hard to tell where they are. Yeah, is he like building Frankenstein humans? What are you doing with these parts? That's yeah. what I want to know. I mean, are, are you making furniture out of them? I mean, uh, and the and these were cadavers that were donated for medical science that they're taking the the parts from. Is that what it was? Isn't that what it was? Harvard Medical School? I, I yeah, donated for medical research. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and it, sold them over the phone. <laughs> the phone salesman. Oh, hi, I'm uh, calling from, uh, what's his name? Jeremy's. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's footstools. And- Jeremy's house of hack. I got, uh, I got a couple of kidneys uh, for sale here. I was yeah. wondering if you're interested. Well, where were the kidneys? Well, they came from a they came from an adult woman. Her body was donated to science. She's okay. Nobody got murdered. We're good. Okay. Uh, well, how much are you asking for? Well, uh, the left kidney's a little shrinky, so I'm going to give you fifty bucks off that one. Let's say uh, let's say you have three hundred bucks for the pair. Okay, fine. I'm just trying to imagine how I, the how the sale would go. I don't even I don't even know. And and do you meet like at a parking lot, you know, or like at the police station so you know everyone's yeah. safe like you would do no, say no, no, on, no. on Craigslist? No, you meet in a Med Express parking lot. They have those little areas over there where you can do body parts exchange in the Med Right. Express. Yeah. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the minute clinic. <laughs> yeah, it, it, 
we have a special area outside of the Minute Clinic where you can exchange your yeah. Facebook Marketplace to, to organ uh, swap. Again, I don't, I don't feel comfortable uh, immediately judging the guy. I do. I know you do, but yeah. but uh, you know, like some people collect, uh, you know, precious moment figurines yeah. or Beanie Babies. This guy collects like, you know, spleens, livers, and intestines. I, I challenge anyone to go look at this man's picture and tell me that I'm being unreasonable. That that it's unreasonable for me to expect this well, is what a guy would look like who would be harvesting organs and then selling them on Facebook. It's not that everybody who looks like this is harvesting organs. No, but, but that's only the kind people of... who harvest organs look like right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. Remember that guy. Remember the guy who did that whole brutal murder up in the Berkshires, and he had the bumps hanging out of his head, and then he changed was... his name to be Boppity Bip Bop Bop Bop, or whatever it was. Right. It's people like that. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. If if you if you uh you know okay maybe the gauge thing in the ear I I would get past but the half tattoo and the and the ha- and the one eyeball filled with ink <laughs> eh, that might indicate that you're an organ harvester. Well, or listen, you're up uh, to some shady shiznit <laughs> is what you're doing. He doesn't yeah? He doesn't seem uh, on the outside to be particularly shady. You know what? <clears throat> I'm I'm okay offering stereotypes. To people like who look like that. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's the season for storage and savings at the Barnyard. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628 and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, a little bit later on this morning, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. And another keyword to cash, your chance of winning 1000 bucks on the way. You want to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's Classic Rock. So there's this uh, horny gorilla, right? Yes. And he sees a lion bent over a small stream taking a drink, right? Yes. So the uh, the gorilla uh, runs up behind the lion, uh, grabs on and has his way with him, right? And then the gorilla takes off running with the very angry lion on his heels as they run through the jungle. The gorilla gets a bit of uh, a, a bit of a lead and then sees a British safari camp up ahead. Okay. Okay. Then the gorilla enters the cramp, grabs some khakis that are hung out to dry, puts on some pants, a shirt, and a hat, you know, as, as gorillas would do. And he sits on the chair by the campfire, and he grabs a copy of the local paper, pretending to read to hide his face, right? <laughs> <clears throat> the lion gets to the campsite, and he lets out a huge roar. Roar! <laughs> right? Okay. Anyone, did anyone see a gorilla running through here? And then the gorilla, in full disguise, calls out, you mean the one that had its way with the lion down by the stream? And the lion goes, Ah, oh, God, it's in the paper already? Because <laughs> he's reading the paper. He, thought, the he, was, paper. he thought it was already printed. And, uh, <laughs> and that was, uh, and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass. It's 6.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Springfield woman was arrested on Saturday after a vehicle was stopped for a reported stolen license plate. Officers stopped the vehicle at 5.10 p.m. at the intersection of Dickinson Street and Sumner Avenue for a report of the stolen license plate from Greenfield. The driver, 27-year-old Decree Matos of Springfield, was not in possession of a license and was detained. A firearm was found inside her vehicle with the serial number removed. Matos was arrested and charged with 
a slew of charges, including uh, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, number plate violation to conceal ID, and receiving stolen property of less than $1,200. Ah, she'll walk. You think so? No. She probably will. You never know. I mean, mm-hmm. usually that's how that works. They go to jail uh, for a couple hours, and then they say, then oh, they you know, oh, you're not that dangerous. <laughs> I mean, you know, driving uh, recklessly from uh, Greenfield, that's like every other day in Greenfield. Yeah, what's the difference in the days? You just happened to bring it down to Dickinson Street. Continuing continuing coverage on the manhunt that took place in uh, Holyoke on Friday afternoon, police have identified the suspect who allegedly hit and dragged a state trooper. I, I made that sound like we were working hard for you. Continuing coverage on the manhunt. <laughs> according to a state police, uh, according to state police, a trooper attempted to stop a Chevy Malibu on I ninety one North near the Holyoke rest stop at around three p.m. on Friday. The car attempted to drive off, striking the trooper and dragging him a short distance. The trooper was taken to Cooley Dickinson Hospital, treated for a lower body injury, and released. The vehicle struck the trooper's cruiser and other vehicles before eventually crashing on I-91. The suspect then ran away on foot into the woods. At around 5.30 p.m., a state police canine unit located and arrested 45-year-old Michael J. Williams, Jr. of Greenfield. Williams is being held without bail for a violation of probation from a previous conviction. He's expected uh, to be arraigned today in Holyoke District Court on uh, charges of uh, assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, operating after a license was suspended for prior OUI offense, and that one he's fighting, which is the Mark Delane's violation. Uh, it's, yes. <clears throat> it's a tough call, man. It is a tough call. The Mark Delane's violation, that's going to follow him for his life. I know guys who uh, their entire reputations were sullied for something like that. I went to uh, I went to go try to get a renewed license, uh-huh. and uh, they said, oh, you have a Mark Delane's violation here. This is going to cost you dearly, my you, friend. You, you can't expect to be uh, let out into everyday society with a Mark Lane violation on your record. Yeah. What's going on in Greenfield that uh, the Greenfield is in the news? It, it was like it, it shifts, like the news shifts from town to town. Oh, yeah. Around the area. Yeah, there, there's a there's a cycle. The uh, Greenfield police are looking for the owner of a boat that was found during the Green River cleanup. The annual Franklin uh, County Rivers cleanup was held at the Green River Recreation and Swim Area on Saturday to remove litter and debris from local water bodies. Steve, I believe it's pronounced debris. Oh, is it now? Yes, it is debris. I've only seen that word written before. Yes, well, it is debris. It was held in conjunction with the uh, Connecticut River Conservancy source to uh, see cleanup. The Green River is a tributary to the Deerfield River, and according to police, during the cleanup uh, event, a boat was picked up. The police are looking for the owner or past owner of the vessel. If you have any information, you're asked to contact the Greenfield Police Department. Ah, it's a nice-looking boat. Yeah? Got a, uh, I don't know, does it get like a galley below? About no, no, it's just like one of those uh, small little motor boats. How about a poop deck? Got a poop deck? It does not have a poop deck. Well, I'm sure I won't, somebody I even, did before it sank into the bottom of the uh, river. I won't even step in a boat without a poop deck. That, uh, how would you not? Well, the serial number on the side should tell you who owned it, right? Uh, assuming all the paperwork is up to date, sure. Probably not. Probably not. Who would just leave a boat in the river like that and not tell anybody? Well, you know, they always say that, you know, the, the two greatest days of your life, the day you get the boat, the day you get rid of the boat. And there are yeah. plenty of people who probably just abandoned the boat because they're sick of dealing with it. You think uh, you think Noah felt that way in the Bible? The day he bought that boat and the day he got rid of it? I'm, oh, man, this thing is loaded with animal feces and human feces. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Are these not enough cubits for you? I've been on the seas for 40 days and 40 nights. This is ridiculous. We're just going to leave this thing right here. Right. I don't, we're just going to abandon it. An auction to uh, benefit uh, 4-H beef programs continued its 92-year legacy at this year's Big E. A total of 29 4-H beef steers were exhibited and offered for sale in front of a crowd of longtime supporters inside the Mallory Complex. Now, were those being sold next to the hot tubs and the outdoor power equipment? Yeah, pretty much. That's how you that's how you get one of those. Now, do you have to I mean, do you have to hold the the cow the entire time you're at the uh, at the Big E or can you pick it up later? I think you can pick it up at the end. I think they let you, you know, you put your name down on the list and you tag the you tag the cow. Yeah, cuz I don't I don't think you can grab the cow, you know, that you just bought. And then head over to the main building and wait for your, you know, baked potato with a cow in tow. I don't know. Have you seen some of the people walking around the biggie? There's a yeah, lot those of people with th- cows and toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a form of knuckle, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. It's not actually a toe. The moose, yes. <laughs> uh, a total, yeah, a total of 29 4-H beef steers were exhibited and offered for sale and from a longtime supporter. As 4-H youth gathered Monday night to present their exhibits... They stood next to the animals they had worked with for the last year for the purpose of learning nutrition, reproduction, and show skills. The best thing I think of is all the commodity that the kids develop with their fellow team, and they're able to compete and become leaders of the future. It's just amazing, expressed Mike Govan, chairman of the 4-H Beef Committee. And that, that's, a tit- that's a flex title. That would what be do like you the, do? That would be like the top line in my resume. I'm the chairman of the 4-H Beef Committee. Ooh, you may be overqualified. Yeah. The total sales this uh, total sales last year were $133,719. Their goal is to raise an even bigger amount this year to benefit the participating 4-H youths who often use their proceeds to purchase the next 4-H beef project animals and help with college expenses. Hmm. That's kind of you're parading around beef steer yeah that you are going to kill in order for you to progress onto college. Well, how do you? How would you feel if you were the the cow? Well, Steve, when it comes to education, I'm sure a, a, a case could be made where the where the uh, the cow is like, oh, you're selling me for the purposes of education. Well, don't let me stand in your way. He's got a real beef with these people. I you see know, what see you what did. That's, did. That's yeah, a, yeah. Man, that if if we don't get a second year out of the show, I don't know what'll happen. Yeah, can you imagine you're, you're the cow? You're like, oh wow, I'm gonna be shown off again today. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, get that ring in my nose. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be all pretty. It's like I'm walking down the runway, and then you get to the event, and you realize, oh, this is not what I thought it was. I should have been paying attention. I had butterflies yeah. in my sick stomachs all day. Yeah. Oh, this kid. Oh, Johnny needs to go to community college. <laughs> Looks like I'm on the chopping block for this one. I didn't know they had beef auctions over there. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that either. That's the first time I've heard of that. I would just hate to have to carry all that beef with me. It's in, say, like in the midway. Yeah. Again, I don't think you can carry it with you down the. Uh, down Are you the sure? Yeah, I'm pretty. Can you, sure. can you take a cow down the big yellow slide? Well, they take. Uh, well, they take the Clydesdales. Doesn't the Clydesdales ride the big yellow slide? Isn't that one of their things that they do on their route? I think you'd wind up breaking their legs if they went on the big yellow slide. No, I think they'd be fine. They just sit on their butts. 
And they hold one end of the potato sack, and then they yeah. slide down on the other one. I don't, they need two potato sacks. You can't just do it with one. Understood. But I don't, I don't know if they're uh, if they're coordinated that way. The uh, state legislature's joint committee <laughs> joint, <laughs> joint on the judiciary will be hearing testimony about proposed legislation that would end automatically prosecuting persons aged 18 to 20 year old as adults. A public hearing will be held to discuss the legislation Quote, an act to promote public safety and better outcomes for young adults on uh, Tuesday at 1 p.m. in uh, the State House in Boston. The public is invited to participate in this hybrid hearing, which will also include uh, Attorney General Andrea Campbell, experts on juvenile justice, law enforcement, and public safety, as well as from young people who have been impacted by the system. According to supporters, the current system of automatic adult prosecution for 18 to 20-year-olds is a detriment to public safety as this age group has the highest uh, recidivism rate in the state with a larger number of persons of color in this age group becoming jailed. Hmm. So then the proper thing to do is what? Not prosecute them or not prosecute them as adults. I see. Because they're 18 to 20 years old. So we're just going to do the juvenile route and see what happens? Yeah, I'm sure it'll work out just fine. Yeah, that seems to work for so many people. Well, uh, you know, uh, all this uh, all this prosecuting of these young people. It's clogging up the court system. There's some of these old people that have been sitting on death row for years waiting for an appeal and you can't do it because all these young kids are in the way. <laughs> it's... I mean, it's like a, it's like a damn, uh, you know, child care program going on here. A little bit. Uh, do you buy stuff from Timu? I do not. Does a smartwatch for $9, an electric toothbrush for $3, and a crystal necklace for $1.50 seem too good to be true? It does seem too good to be true. Those prices offered in a flash sale on e-commerce site Timu just might be. You might recognize Timu from ubiquitous ads on Facebook and Instagram. The company has a U.S. headquarters, but is a sister company to the massive Chinese uh, company Pinduoduo. Uh, you can shop on Timu's site or download the app, or you can also earn credits by playing games or inviting people to join. About 50 million consumers have downloaded the app, said the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Chicago and Northern Illinois, uh, Steve Burnus. Timu hasn't just racked up downloads. It also earned a C-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and 964 complaints lodged against it. Some people complained they got something in the wrong size, then weren't able to get an exchange. Other complaints... Uh, other Another complains the package they received was torn and the goods inside were all damaged. I placed an order with Timu for several items. I received duplicate items for some, didn't receive another item I ordered, and I only received one or two pieces of that set, reads the complainant with a BBB. I tried contacting customer service. There's no phone number, and chatting has proved uh, uh, futile. Futile or futile? Either way. is uh, And as there is an obvious language barrier, it's so frustrating. What did you expect when you decided, you know, the whole idea of it, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. So what did you think that you were going to get with that? And also, um, you know, when you purchase something mm-hmm. from uh, from a situation where, like, you're, you're getting, a, like, a ridiculously low price, don't you think you should probably maybe investigate what their return policy is in case something is damaged or the, or the wrong item? Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would probably uh, want to know that stuff. You would want to know that yeah. stuff, but uh, you're not going to get it. I mean, like, yeah, you know, I get a lot of stuff from Amazon, you know. And when it's uh, when it's garbage, I just send it right back to Amazon. It's not that hard to do. Simple. 
Right, but you're also paying a fair price for that as opposed to paying way under what the price. This, this is what the, these items right. are like. Uh, they're selling them to you at a deep, deep discount. It's not true. No, I know. Not, I, you're I not going to get all this good stuff. I know. So stop That's... doing that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, cloudy with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652. And the Almond Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be cloudy today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. You could be one word away from your chance to winning $1,000. Weekdays at 8, 11, 2, and at 5 o'clock. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash. When you hear it, you go to rock102.com. You enter it before midnight for your chance to win. If you play every weekday, it increases your chances significantly. So you, you get your chance to put that $1,000 keyword to cash into rock102.com. 8 o'clock is when the next time we'll uh, read out uh, the uh, the keywords. All brought to you by textmefortires.com. 21st Century Pools and Spas in Chicopee and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. And uh, Mike Quincy coming up after 7 o'clock. Oh, that's uh, 7. Talk. Uh, what, what did you think it was? 8? Uh, no, I didn't uh, have. Uh, well, I didn't know. So I just assumed eight, but, uh, you know, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. You'll be ready. <clears throat> yes. Uh, would you ever consider dropping $500 on a date? Not the actual date, but just the app to find the person to date in the first place. Oh, how shall I say this? No. Tinder has just announced a new exclusive high-end membership tier called Tinder Select, which will cost $499 a month or $6,000 per year if you really want to save uh, how, what is what's it, the difference between that and a normal membership? I don't know, but if it's so good, why would you need it for an entire year? Yeah, you surely only need it once. Anyway, for that price, you might expect a personalized experience with human matchmakers, but no, it's still the normal Tinder algorithms. You just get special access to Tinder's, quote, most sought-after profiles so you can enjoy the, quote, exceptional connections, whatever that means. Listen, if somebody doesn't want to connect with you, they're not going to connect with you whether you paid $500 a month to do it or not. Yeah, and my guess is if you're that desperate where you need to spend $500 for a date, she doesn't really want to date you anyway. There are a few other perks like being able to direct message others without matching. Oh, well, that makes it. Oh, yeah, you can just yeah. creep up on somebody without them even wanting to you to, you to do so. I, I've never really uh, done any of these things. So, mm -hmm. uh, Actually, I haven't done any of these things. So... It's the most superficial thing you'll ever see in your life. Oh, I'm sure that's I'm yeah. sure that's true. But you 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 pay to have the the right to like to, to message somebody. I don't know how Tinder works, but it, most of them are like yes, you you have to pay the to to interact with people. You have to actually pay a membership fee. What a ripoff! Well, not really. It's to get people to join the app. Yeah, it's obviously I, a business. I, it's a business move on their part. Sure. Going, you're, you're not going to be able to contact any of these broads if you don't uh, give us money. For yeah, it. but if I were a single fella, you know, yeah. making my way, uh, you yeah. know, making the scene, yeah, I could probably do the same thing for free at say, like, a, I don't know, but, a, a tractor pull but, or a, but, at a grocery store. But you only get to do the creepy messaging thing two times a week. And only if the other person is accepting direct messages. And you'd also get to test new features and hide ads. I, I would hope for $499 no a month you wouldn't see a commercial on there. 
If you're an avid VIP Tinder user who's wealthy, this might be worth a shot. But it seems like it's uh, mostly a status thing since Tinder gives these folks the ability to add a special select badge to their profile. Oh, so you... So, so everybody, everybody knows, knows that, that you're, you're a douche. Special. You're paying $500 a month. Oh, he's paying $500 a month. Oh, if he's willing to waste $500 a month on something like this, yeah. then imagine what he'll spend on me. What else will he waste his money on? <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested, uh, Tinder's website said they're, quote, not currently accepting applications, but continue to check back. They say they'll open it to uh, their most active users out on a rolling basis, but they want to keep the number of select users to less than 1%. That might seem ridiculous, but people love that kind of exclusivity. I guess. You know what I mean? I guess. Also, Tinder has supposedly had secret VIP memberships for years, but this is the first time they've offered up one publicly. Yeah, this is uh, tell me you're a douchebag without telling me you're a douchebag. <laughs> oh, yeah, your checkmark on your Tinder profile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here's my credit card statements for the last 12 months. Why, why would you do that? Why would you I spend don't... that kind of money? I don't know. Is getting laid that important to you? Well, for some people, it's uh, it's uh, for five hundred bucks a crucial. month. But yes, but five hundred dollars a month. I mean, there are there are women who will do it uh, any which way you want for you, significantly less. Well, you, I was going to say you could find one of the massage parlors, uh, you know, that would do it probably less than a hundred bucks. It's probably some lady behind a dumpster in the South End be happy to help you out for like uh, thirty you know, bucks, twenty five right. yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That's, that's it. We gotta we go we gotta out. We gotta we gotta reinvent the wheel here. <laughs> you know what? Give me five hundred bucks. I'll tell you where to go find some broads. <laughs> and they're almost oh, a yeah. sure thing. Absolutely. It's six fifty seven with Bax and Dangle and Rock one oh two. Would you mind saying that? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery powered ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a few years ago when the Patriots signed former Maryland cornerback J.C. Jackson as an undrafted free agent in 2018? Man, that guy certainly showed some promise. Dude went to the Pro Bowl, got himself a Super Bowl ring. Oh, man, J.C. Jackson sure left an impression while he was here in Foxborough. Sadly, his rookie contract expired last year, and now he's playing with the L.A. Chargers. However, J.C. Jackson... Didn't leave the state of Massachusetts without leaving a little something behind, even if that thing happens to be a warrant for his arrest. Yesterday, police in North Attleboro issued a warrant for Jackson's arrest after he failed to appear at a four-hour court-ordered mandatory class on reckless driving. He also failed to pay a $600 fine for an incident in 2021 in which he was pulled over for driving 100 miles an hour on Route 1 in South Attleboro. Now, I must tell you, Having grown up just minutes away from that very area, the posted speed limit on Route 1 is predominantly 35 miles an hour. Any speed which exceeds that limit is subject to prosecution and fines. I should also tell you, with the LA charges signed you to a five-year contract worth $85 million, it's safe to say you could probably find a way to cough up a $600 check. Except J.C. Jackson never paid that fine, nor did he attend that four-hour class. And so J.C. Jackson is now in default. And by doing so, there is a warrant for his arrest. Now, it is important to know uh, that uh, it's not like he doesn't have the time to spare. 
J.C. Jackson has been hampered by injuries and was inactive for Sunday's win over Minnesota. However, the Patriots will be hosting the Chargers on December 3rd in Week 13. And conveniently, Gillette Stadium happens to be located on the very same state highway that J.C. Jackson was caught driving like an idiot just 19 miles away. Seems to me that if J.C. recovers in the next couple of weeks and makes that trip, then there might just be an extra seat on the plane ride home. And all that would have been made possible because somebody failed to write out a $600 check. Call me crazy. But that would have been a whole lot easier and a whole lot more cost-effective if he just hadn't been in such a hurry that day. But hey, never mind my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to the Big E, go to the Rocky's booth, get yourself a Traeger wood fire grill or an Uni pizza oven or get Carhartt workwear. Pick it up at the nearby Agawam Rockies or at any Rocky's location that's convenient for you. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and Rush with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 62. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 66. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on, but Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports is joining us. He's here. On the phone with us right now. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going today? Uh, terrific. It's going It's going fantastic. I... Uh, Trying to put a child seat in my back of my car, and I can't figure out how to do it. Oh, my gosh. Are you in luck? <laughs> what? Why? What is the next issue about? <laughs> well, uh, Consumer Reports is, is launching a new baby initiative on our website, consumerreports.org, and do the backslash for babies. And we have all this great information for parents uh, that they can use to make the best decisions about the safety, health, and comfort of their children. And speaking, you know, of car safety seats, that one of the coolest things that they've got on on this uh, on our website is a is a child seat finder. So you can you can punch in, for example, um, the, the kind of car you have, what your budget's like, what your lifestyle style's like. And it will, uh, the, the car seat finder will help you determine what would be the best car safety seat. And, you know, listen, my, my kids and your kids and Vax's kids, they're all, like, kind of outgrowing child safety seats. But I thought this was so awesome. It was car-related. And the best part is that it's all free. I mean, Consumer Reports is, a, like, a subscription kind of a, a website. Usually, you know, you've got to pay to get the good stuff. But we've decided that uh, child safety is really important. So go to ConsumerReports.org and get all this great free information. You know, um, I think it would be very hard for me to convince my 23-year-old daughter to get into a car seat these days. But um, having said that, it's been a long time since I've bought a car seat. It's been a long time since I've installed a car seat in into a car. The problem I think a lot of people have is that a lot of car seats are not easy to install. Like it's like you got to lie on top of it and you got to manipulate everything yeah. and all the seats have got to be in the right way. I mean, I I understand that 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 safety is the is the is the primary function of these seats, but installation has to be more simple in order to make that happen. Because I think what happens a lot of parents at just at some point say, uh, you know, it's it's almost too much work to get this done the right way. Right, and 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 that's and you're you're absolutely right. I mean, half the car seats are are misused, and when people install a, a car seat uh, correctly. You can reduce infant deaths by seventy-one percent. So every every car seat comes with an instruction manual that we strongly encourage 
people to to check out. But but what's interesting is is last week was Child Passenger Safety Week, and many municipalities around the country ha- had places where you could come, you could drive up and 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 talk to a, a child seat installation expert to find out if your seat has in fact been uh, installed uh, properly. A lot of times these happen. Uh, during the year at, at fire stations, police stations, stuff like that. Uh, if, if you Google you know, um, child seat installation help, you might find that they have clinics all around. Because people, you know, this isn't a profit thing. This is, this is a safety thing. And um, at, at our track, we have a, a number of child safety seat experts, uh, PhDs, in fact, that install car seats on every single one of our test cars. So not only are we looking at car seats, from from a, a performance standpoint of are are, are the seats well made and, and do they fit your 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 toddler and infant safely? But we're also testing them to see how do they fit in, in in all kinds of different cars. Now let me see if I get this. You're telling me that there are people that go to college for to get a four year undergraduate degree, a two years master's, and maybe like another two years to get a PhD in child seat installation you can actually get well, yeah. you can actually get a doctor imagine the dissertation on that one well it's it, it's like it's like biomechanics i mean it, it's it's uh, emily thomas is our as our resident phd she's super smart and 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 it's not that just that she went to to graduate school to get to become an expert in child safety seats she became an expert in child safety Gotcha. She went for liberal arts, but she wound up yeah. doing this. Well. Hey, man, don't knock liberal arts. It's taking me a long time. So I want to ask you a couple of things. I've seen some cars on the road that I have not seen before, and uh, I want to get your, your take on these. I was driving around the other day, and I saw a Rivian truck, and I had not seen one before. And I've now seen two in the last, I'd say, 30 days. Uh, and then, you know, out of total curiosity... I go on their website just to take a you know take a look at at, at what these are because I mean they're interesting looking but I didn't know what they would cost. The moment I saw what one of these things cost is the moment I closed that website and walked away from the computer. What, oh yeah. What 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 do you know about the uh, the Rivian and have you guys had a chance to test one of these? Uh, well, yeah, Rivian is a is a new uh, EV startup and they produce a pickup truck and an SUV. And yes, they are super expensive. I don't have the number right in front of me right now, but yeah, they, they are they, they are they are big big money. Uh, they promise a, a, a long driving range. Um, they're big. They're burly. They they weigh a lot. Um, but like any start, and we and we have tested both the truck and the SUV. Um, kind of mixed results. Uh, the, the seats are are a little bit stiff. Um, the controls are. As per usual, for a lot of these EVs, terrible. And um, but but they have tons of horsepower, like eight hundred horsepower. So they're super super powerful. And and yeah, in, in the more well-to-do communities, you might be seeing the Rivians running around. They, you know, for a while, they were sort of the the new kid on the block. And if you got if you were early adopter for a Rivian, hey, good for you. And 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 you have the only one you know around with it, but. Um, I, I think that that people will find that there are better SU, uh, better EVs out there for a lot less money. Well, because that's yeah, not that I'm I'm in the market for an EV because I'm I'm really not at this point. But it would seem to me that based upon the weight of a truck, that an EV automatically just, you know just based on on the battery life and the amount of energy it has to take to propel a, a truck, that uh, they must not be as efficient as an EV 
car or small SUV. What what is the reality of of EVs and and larger size vehicles? Well, it, it it depends really what what you're trying to accomplish. I suppose uh, if if you just need a, a vehicle to get you like twenty miles to work and back every day, no, you don't need a massive uh, uh, EV truck. Uh, if you want to haul lots of people, maybe tow a trailer for <laughs> a short distance, um, then, then maybe some of these make sense. A lot of, t- a lot of these EVs backs, honestly, they're, be- they're just becoming fashion statements. They're status symbols. Um, you know, t- Tesla and, and Rivian and, and, um, and Lucid, th- these are all, you know, you know, relatively, well, Tesla's not new anymore, but, but if you, oh, you have, a, you have a Tesla, oh, wow, big deal. Uh, a lot of this is, is sort of overkill. I mean, when you talk about how, how much batteries weigh, and they weigh tons and tons, um, the vehicle platforms have to be big to accommodate all the batteries. The tires and wheels have to be enormous to be able to handle all of that power, because if you have insufficient tires, you're just going to spin everywhere. So, so you need enough grip to get the power down on the road. It's a whole physics lesson yeah. all wrapped up in a, in a whole ton of money. Well, this is the thing I, I didn't understand. I mean, here's a, a truck that starts. The very basic the very basic truck starts at just about $80,000 before you start putting all, all these uh, things in. For that kind of money, I'm never going to take a truck like that off-road because if, God forbid, the battery dies, I'm stuck in the woods with no place to charge it. It's this, To me, it's like the most inefficient you know, you know, you know, sector out there of, of an EV truck that you know is going to cost you tens and tens and tens of nearly $100,000 to, to own. Yeah, this this is definitely a a small volume manufacturer, and again, this is this is for people with a lot of money that want to be the first on their block. And but when you're when you're driving EVs on a regular basis, you get very attuned to how much uh, uh, driving range you have left. You get you become very aware of where the charging stations are. Uh, and I encourage anyone who's interested in getting an EV, listen, they, they make a lot of sense for a lot of people. But but if you're going to get an EV, definitely get a home, get a level two home charger, so so you can you know be your own gas station basically. But when it comes to, to, to buying any EV, you really have to uh, analyze how you're using a vehicle. Are you on the road constantly putting hundreds and hundreds of miles every day, every week, every month? Or are you just kind of tooling around town and you're not really going that far? Um, because for long-distance driving, EVs are still very challenging. But if, like, let's say, you know, I, I'm, I'm driving from my home in, in Marlboro, Connecticut to Hartford, Connecticut and back, you know, that's, an EV would be perfect. Right. Uh, let me ask you about uh, let's switch switch gears, if you will. You see what I did there? It's a oh, yeah, conversation. Yeah, like, it, it's, uh, not, it's not a transition. It's a transmission. Uh, I mean, it's it's no secret that a lot of these automakers are uh, are coming up short with with parts and things like that. Uh, you know, be, we're still backed up from the uh, pandemic and, and having availability in order to fix a lot of these vehicles. What do you see uh, the outlook being with this uh, UAW strike? Is that gonna, just going to make things worse? For all of that, well, that's that's a tricky question, and and you know, we as an organization, we don't really get involved in kind of labor issues, but scab, uh, scab! you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we're uh, but you know, we're we're looking at at the plants and the vehicles in particular that the UAW is is striking against, and and so far we're finding that the the some of the vehicles that they're that they're 
they're putting like a work stoppage on are not vehicles that Consumer Reports is recommending. So we're we're kind of kind of treading water here uh, before we you know kind of make any sort of a, a statement about that. I mean, right. when when you think about the the profits that that the the big three have been making over the last several years and the concessions that the UAW gave them when they reorganized in 2008 except for Ford then then you know you, you wonder well why does Mary Barra make 29 million dollars a year she's the 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 head of of GM uh, you know you, you might say well we we gave concessions to help you guys get out of the ditch and and now your top executives are making tons of money so maybe it's time for you to pay us a little bit more yeah pay up well i mean the, i mean not that i'm uh, i'm taking a side in on either on either front here, but uh, it just seems to me that you, you've had supply and demand issues for now three years. You know, you've had uh, computer chip issues for a, a real long time, and it, it seems like you know this is this is a real troubled time for the auto industry to suddenly have a labor problem that you know may result in a very long and protracted you know, strike. So. I mean, they're kind of in a. It seems to me that both sides are in a real tender position here. Yeah, no, it, 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 there's there's no easy, clear cut answer. Uh, but the, you know, the fact of the matter is that that parts for cars sold in North America are coming from all over the world, and and the, the supply chain issues still haven't been a hundred percent fully worked out yet. Uh, I, I know that you know anecdotally, as Consumer Reports goes out and buys test cars. We're having a bit easier time of it now than we did like two years ago, so so that's you know sort of encouraging. But you know when it comes down to the consumer level, um, the, the fact of the matter is that if if you're interested in a car that's in a short supply and maybe that the prices are still being jacked up, you have lots of alternatives. If you want a family sized SUV, there are tons to choose from that are recommended by Consumer Reports that have lots of safety equipment that have good reliability. So you're not just boxed into to to one. Type Type of Honda, one type of Toyota, one type of Ford. Um, that you have lots and lots of choices out there, and that's good for the consumer. So ultimately, if you were going to go buy a car now, is it is it easier to buy it? I mean, I'm trying to, to just kind of take it like one step further from what you said. If I'm looking to buy a car, and I uh, is is now a, a great time to buy in general because there's so much disarray amongst the uh, the automakers or is it or should you wait until this thing gets resolved it it depends on supply and demand there there are some vehicles that they, they call it days supply in other words dealers have 60 days supply of of F150s for example that's kind of industry talk about how much stuff they have to move and and there's there's an optimal number there that I, I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe it's forty days supply or thirty days supply or whatever. But you know the, the dealers are often uh, having to to wrestle with too much inventory, and and they, so they need to like you know drop the price and have incentives and rebates and blah 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 all the stuff you've been hearing for the past thirty years. And um and, and so when it comes down to to buying a car these days. You have to look at, at at what is available. If you're going for a super popular model, then then you're still kind of going to be at 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 the mercy of of the dealer. If if you're going to go for a more mainstream model, like let's say like there's there's a number of Nissan models, for example, that do very well in Consumer Reports testing, have great reliability, but not aren't quite as popular for whatever reason as some of the others. So mm. go go check out. 
a Nissan Altima if, if, you're, if you're not getting any love from your Honda dealer for an Accord or your Toyota dealer from a Camry. Uh, uh, go check out a Nissan Murano if, if you can't get into a Honda Pilot or, or uh, a Toyota Highlander or something like that. I, I mean, that you, you have choices. You have options out there. And, and you know, your, your best dollar-for-dollar dollar move is to shop around and not to fall in love with one particular make or model. All right, breathe, <laughs> breathe, <laughs> breathe, breathe. The the uh, the initiative on uh, baby child safety seats uh, is available uh, right now on uh, Consumer Reports website. Mike Quincy, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. You bet. It's uh, seven twenty six on Rock one hundred two. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bex. Uh, a traffic stop gone wrong on Friday turned into an hours-long manhunt after a state trooper was dragged by a car on I-91 North. The Western Mass News learned the driver, who initially fled the scene in his car, then by foot, has a prosthetic leg and was supposed to be appear before a judge Monday, but did not. You know what? Uh... That's a go-getter right there. Uh-huh. Uh, you run from the cops and you got a prosthetic leg? Yeah, but you know what, Steve? Yeah. When he's in court, he's not going to have a leg to stand on. Oh! Zing, pow! That's what I said right there. There's a lien against his property. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Michael J. Williams Jr., 45, was uh, not arraigned Monday because he's still in the hospital after Friday's incident. And now uh, we found out that he has a past criminal history involving assault and battery on police oh, officers. How about that? That's too bad. Investigators said that Williams tried to flee from a traffic stop at the rest stop along I-91 North in Holyoke on Friday. As he fled, investigators said w- uh, Williams allegedly hit the trooper and dragged him along. Highway traffic cameras captured the moments after the trooper was able to free himself and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Moments later, Williams crashed his car a short distance away and he fled on foot, one foot, into the woods near I-91 and Route 5. A large manhunt ended with Williams captured less than three hours later. Mass State Police uh, Sergeant Jack uh, Doherty and his canine partner Roxy were able to locate him in a thick brush along Samansky Avenue in East Hampton. Uh, we've also learned that this is not the first time he faced arrest. We obt- uh, the Western Mass News obtained court documents from previous cases against him in Northampton. In February of 2012, he was arrested and charged with assault and battery on a police officer. Then again, in November of 2020, he faced the same charge. Mm. Just six months ago, in uh, March of 2023, Williams was charged with operating under the influence, and it was during that traffic stop when a police officer detailed this information. I asked Williams if he had, quote, injuries that affect his balance, and he said he had a prosthetic right leg and arthritis in his left ankle. He shouldn't wow. be walking anywhere. I know. I was going to say. Following Friday's incident, Williams now faces new charges, including assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, negligent operation of a motor vehicle, and failure to stop for police and resisting arrest. He was uh, supposed to be arraigned uh, Monday, but since he remained at Cooley Dickinson Hospital, the court hearing was put off until today. No, I know my joke may have seemed insensitive to yeah. some, but you know what? <sighs> now when you got a smile and, on your face and a spring in your step. Yeah, but you know what? You were all thinking it. I just said it first. What? He doesn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think that yeah. was a, it was a hilarious. I'm just I'm sure there'll be some people that you know, hey, come on. That's I, insensitive. I just I just don't know how he's gonna meet his performance at Brignol Vineyards this afternoon for the uh, Elvis tunes that he's gonna be singing. 
<laughs> well, there are other Elvis uh, impersonators out there who have less than him. Uh, this guy looks like a hunk of hunk of burning love right now. I'll tell you that. He's a he's a he's a enthusiastic thief. Okay, one who wants to get up on back on his feet, foot, and uh, you know reevaluate things. Yeah, right. Maybe his life needs a little bit of change in there. Don't you think? Seems to be uh, kind of going in the wrong direction. Uh, well, I mean, when you you know what his his prosthetic leg is like a half an inch shorter, so he just keeps going around in circles. Every time he walks. That's why he couldn't get away from the cops. Yeah, yeah. He just kept spinning around in a circle. I'm sure that's the truth. A uh, Springfield woman was arrested and a loaded gun was seized following a traffic stop Saturday evening. Police said they saw a car with a license plate that was reported stolen out of Greenfield just after 5 p.m. Officers conducted the stop at the intersection of Dickinson Street and Sumner Avenue. The driver, 27-year-old Dacre Matos, allegedly didn't have a license and was detained. Officers then located a gun without serial numbers in her car, prompting her arrest. Matos now faces uh, multiple gun and motor vehicle charges. Uh, it's a busy weekend. No kidding. You know? And in such a nice neighborhood like Dickinson and Sumner Avenue. Well, when in Rome, you have your your serial <laughs> numbers removed from your weapons. I believe when you get to that Forest Park area, it says you must uh, remove all serial numbers from firearms before entering this area. The last time I was in that uh, neighborhood, I did not see that sign. You didn't? No, I, I must have missed it. Now you got to look closely. You're not paying attention. <laughs> You're right. A, uh, an, SUV out of, uh, an SUV stolen out of Vermont has been spotted at a house break-in in Bernardston. The vehicle was reported stolen out of Brattleboro on September 19th. It was then seen in the area of Huckle Hill Road in Vernon and in, in uh, Bernardston. The car is being described as a new blue Hyundai Kona SUV with a Vermont license plate of KES303. So if you see that, you're asked to call the police. And if you're a resident of the area, lock your door. Yeah, because you don't want them stealing your vehicle, too. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, the town by town, did you ever uh, do that on uh, what you call it? Uh, on what? On Western Mass News, town by town. They go um, through town by town. Yes, I have seen that. Uh, here's the town by town taking you to Holyoke, West Springfield, and Chicopee. Let's go on a tour of Western Massachusetts. You ready? I'm ready. JML Electrical and a Ford dealership announced their groundbreaking electrical vehicle charging stations. The Boston-based electrical contractor will install charging stations located at Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Oh, the one oh. that sponsor our podcast here. That's right. Uh, uh, Marcotte Ford, uh, they got your back. For sales, service, parts, and rentals, uh, Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. All installations of this cutting-edge technology is set to finish this fall. It's nice that you did that story, but what's so different about these charging stations than other charging stations? They're don't new. You, well, don't you think that would have been a good part of the story to include? Well, I... Spose. Uh, the Majestic Theater will host a screening of the Irish documentary In the Name of the Sun at 7 p.m. on Tuesday in West Springfield. Uh, the film tells the story of Mags Riordan, who made a pilgrimage of Lake Malawi in Africa where her son Billy drowned. Ooh, it sounds like a great show. She set up a clinic there in his name and has since gone on to save thousands of lives. Huh, okay. I was going to say, it's a little sad. And uh, lastly, the uh, Chicopee Police Department will be holding the Rad Self-Defense Known as the uh, Aggression Self-Defense System Class for women. Well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Classes will be held on October 17th, 24th, and 7th, and November 14th from 6 to 9 p.m. 
Does it? Uh, does say? Uh, is there a def- self defense on how to navigate a job within the uh, municipality of uh, the Chicopee system? Uh, there is a system. Is there a defense class for the uh, for the men to fight off uh, school superintendents? Uh, may, uh, I believe there's a pamphlet. Could be. Maybe. There's got to be someone there who can mentor you. She through was that. all over me. <laughs> Suspended Springfield police officer Greg Bigda filed a motion to dismiss a counterclaim by the city in uh, response to a federal lawsuit the former detective filed to win back his job. The officer's saga continues to play out in U.S. District Court as lawyers for the city and Bigda skirmish over whether he should owe money to the city for costing them a bundle in uh, civil settlements. So they're going to be going after that. Meanwhile, while he was in court, he left his keys in the car outside, running outside the front of the courthouse. I'm only going in for a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he comes out, the vehicle's gone. Oh, wait, well, who took my... Dude, again, where's my car? Again? You think he's got uh, like a Sean William Scott uh, <laughs> counterpart? Dude, where's my car? I don't know. Where is it? I don't know. What What did you do with How come car? this always happens to my car? Again? <laughs> You know, you think you think you'd be safe outside of a pizza shop, and then you think you'd be even safer outside of a courthouse. But no, the car is still nope, gone. Nope. Yeah, that's uh, that's not gonna, not gonna happen. I sure hope he doesn't have to confront any um, youths about uh, the removal of his car. Well, I don't know. He's had problems with that in the past. Well, that's a, that was a he went over to Palmer to do that. He had to chase them all the way to Palmer to get his car back. Certainly spoke his mind that day. Uh, police in Simi Valley, California, responded to a suspicious incident where someone rang someone's doorbell and then hid in the bushes. Oh, there's a nice little... The old ding-dong ditch. Yeah. When officers arrived, they heard gunshots, though, and saw someone crawling in the foliage. They grabbed the guy and found out he was a 63-year-old man named Gary Laskowski who lived nearby. He told the police that he was... He told the police that there were intruders in his home and he exchanged gunfire with them. But it turns out Gary was just super drunk. There were no intruders, but uh, the police did see evidence that Gary had fired many, many rounds inside and outside of his house when he was apparently shooting at the phantom intruders. Fortunately, no one was hurt, and Gary was charged with gross negligence uh, discharge of a firearm. How many rounds are we talking here? Like 15. 15 rounds. Well, they, uh, you know, uh, they sneak up on you, those phantom intruders. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of phantom intruders, or he's a very bad shot. What was, like, the stupidest thing you've ever did, like, drunk? Like, that drunk? Ah, uh, the stupidest thing? You got to be really, like, like this has got to be 63 years old. This has got to be to the point where you have degenerative, degenerative brain disease. Probably. From probably drinking so much that you're having hallucinations that, are, that people are there. Yeah, I never got so drunk that I found a gun and shot at people who may or may not have been in front of me. I never... Uh, there's never a, a spray of gunfire. I got shot in the mouth with a water pistol that had Jägermeister in it once. Well, that's fine. That's reasonable. That's That was fun. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Hey, uh, give me some of that horrible licorice-tasting liquor right directly in my mouth, <laughs> and I'll wash it down with a Milwaukee's Best. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you, you were up for a big night out. Listen, we partied like rock star. We partied like, uh, we partied like poor people. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. we were poor. 
We didn't have any money. I told you I'd collect all the empties and go get the uh, six pack of Genesee ice and uh, and some nips of some crappy <laughs> rum. That is a that is a way to kick off a great night. One case of empties equals a six pack of Genesee ice, or did at the time anyway. I don't think you get that that kind of value anymore. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Were these like returnable bottles or like uh, you're just like a bunch of, like you're just recycling that week? Well, no, I uh, I would go around to all the other, uh, you know what? The migrants that are going to be living in Lammers Hall where I, where I did this yeah. can do the same thing. You go oh. around and collect the empties from the other residents and then you bring it down to the package store down in Westfield and you trade it in for a nice six pack of Genesee ice. You Very cost that. effective. I'm telling you, this is part of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. I could run a satellite campus out of Lammers Hall and teach these folks how to <laughs> navigate their way around the United States. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 63. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 67. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We're headed bark to sk- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 752 in Aerosmith with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 63. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 67. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, still a little bit of time left in uh, in September. And, uh, you know, if you're a golfer, you know that uh, you don't need to slow down with your golf. Not for a long time. That's why the Rock 102 uh, golf deal is going on right now at rock102.com. 11 rounds of golf at 11 different courses, only 69 bucks. You're paying less than seven dollars a round at that price point. That's a damn fine deal. Playing yeah. golf for seven bucks a round, unheard of. Yeah. You can't play miniature golf for less than seven bucks a round in most places. Less than seven bucks a round times ten is sixty nine. Yes, uh, Rockwood Who's Fall Golf Club brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Available until they sell out at rock102.com. I, uh, I'm reading the story on Mass Live this morning. An illegal dental operation was uncovered at a local business in Milford last week, resulting in the arrest of the store owner and the suspected practitioner, authorities said. Maria Magdalena Guman Castro. <clears throat> she goes by Maria for short. Sure. Uh, who owns Alternativa, Al- Alternativa Convenience Store on Main Street rented a room in the back of the store to Juan Hermita Munoz, uh, according to the Milford Police. Munoz was offering dental services without a license, including examinations, tooth extractions, anesthetics, and cleanings. No kidding. Yeah. How about that? At, a, at, a, at discounted prices? At, well, it's a convenience store. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, he's not board certified and doesn't have any certifications to practice medicine in the country. After an extensive investigation, the duo was arrested on Monday. Munoz was charged with unauthorized practice of medicine and unauthorized practice of dentistry. Meanwhile, Guzman Castro was charged with conspiracy. In Massachusetts, the charge for an unauthorized practice of medicine comes between... Wait a minute. The charge of an unauthorized practice of medicine comes with a fine between $100 and $1,000. That's it? It almost seems kind of worth it. No kidding. Now, I mean, if you're, if you, maybe you're not a certified dentist, but for, for that, I mean, that's just like the cost of doing business. You know, five patients in a day, you probably be able to pay that fine. Well, yeah, yeah, five. Give me a hundred bucks a patient. That's yeah. pretty reasonable, and still cut a profit. But you're not. You're using anesthetics, and who knows what you're getting? But imagine, dental, imagine the convenience of going to like a like a like a Cumberland Farms, uh, for example, and saying, yeah. "Listen, I want." 
Thirty bucks on pump five. Couple of quick picks, and I need some uh, and tartar a root, scaling and a root canal. Please. Yeah, right. Yes, I need to have this crown fixed. Yes, I, I'd like an implant. <laughs> Can I get an implant at the Gumby's? <laughs> you ever see? I was, you know, it was funny because I was driving uh, through Holyoke yesterday, and I saw it was one of these convenience stores that tells you on the awning everything that they offer. Oh yeah, like cigarettes, lottery. Beer, uh, sandwiches, they accept EBT, fried chicken, french fries. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like this whole, it's like the menu of everything that they offer. Oh, and, I know. Yeah, and then, and then it's, it's like that convenience store. Like it's, it's a cigarettes, beer, grocery, then convenience. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, how many times have you been in a convenience store and say, you know, I wish, I wish they had some fried chicken I could I, eat in the car I, on the I, way home. I wish they did. I, right? I would like to have fried chicken on the way home. I love convenience store gas station fried chicken. Actually, remember I told you that down in the, down south? Yeah. Like, like, there's fried chicken everywhere for breakfast at countless stand, little roadside stands along the highway. Who doesn't fried love, chicken. Who doesn't a, love fried chicken? Out of a roadside stand, no less. But there's you know people lined up for these things, 7.30 in the morning for chicken and waffles. Must be some damn good chicken. It's got to be. But uh, I like. I think being a fake dentist is worth the one thousand dollar fine. You know, uh, I knew a place many years ago when, when I was working in Illinois. It was like a head shop, you know, before you know, before marijuana was legal anywhere, and they just sold bongs and pipes and all kinds of uh, paraphernalia. And it's illegal to sell that stuff. Yeah. And they get fined once a year. They get a $10,000 fine, but they'd rake in millions of dollars every year in profits. So to them, that was just the cost of doing business, and they were allowed to stay in business See? for years because they just they just paid the fine. Well, I mean, uh, I think it was, it was radio stations that did that. Clear Channel Radio did that. Remember that whole thing with the, uh, it was the cost of doing business? They had a big, giant, like, chemical spill out in Pennsylvania somewhere. Yes. Nobody was around at the radio station because they didn't have any employees in the area to alert people of the danger. And then uh, the company got fined a few million dollars. Yeah. But they're like, well, that's just the cost of doing business. If that happens, if a major disaster happens and we're not there to report on it, we'll we, just pay the fine. We, we don't We don't need disaster to change our business model. Yeah. I don't want to see the spit cup in the back of this convenience store, though. No, you that's don't. That's probably gross. But, hey, discount dental work and a fried chicken sandwich? <laughs> I think you're, I think you got me. You're reeling me in. I'll tell you what, I just saw the dentist last week. Yeah. If, if they had a snack bar on your way out that had like chicken or like yeah. a, you know, a baked potato station or something like that, I would have uh, I would have hung out a little bit longer. I've been seeing my dentist for like 20 something years. Not once has there been a charcuterie board in the lobby with uh, even know, if a variety just a, of dried meats and cheeses. Yeah, I totally agree. Even, even if it was just like cheese and crackers, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. You know, well, nothing. Yeah, he's he's got to step up his game. He that really guy. does. Yeah. Bring out the hummus. I don't think you'd have hummus before cleaning it. No, you probably wouldn't. But I would grab a plate after I'm done. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, you can't feel half of it anyway because you got Novocaine in your mouth. Ah, that's okay. Do you chew on the other side? <laughs> it's at least it's soft. Ugh. I can gum it down. Gross. Gross. <laughs> that's it. That's that, all I got. That's all you got. Yeah, well, all it's right. a 758. What do you want? Wait, wait, wait. 
What are we going to do next hour? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, am I the a-hole? What, what? Does it feel like the day's dragging today for today, some reason? I don't know why. Yeah, it does seem like it's why? going very slow. I have no idea why today has been slow, but every other day has been zipping right by. Well, we're going to make it zip even faster. Coming up with am I the a-hole? Uh, oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah. yeah listen. For you. I know. I know. Hey, uh, it's time to give away the uh, keyword to cash for $1,000. Today's word is fun. That's fun. As in, like, it'd be so much fun to win $1,000. Let me spell that for you. And I'm telling I'm doing this simply because I'm required to. F-U-N. Fun. Fun. All That's right. it. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter the word fun for your chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to do it. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. You're ready for another round of Am I the A-Hole? Yes. I'm ready. No, are you ready? I'm ready. I know I am. I'm just asking you if you're ready. Oh, I was was basically Uh, inferring that I was ready, too. Not uh, not accusing you of being an A-Hole. I would not do that to your face. I mean, I kind of am. Sometimes. Most of the time. You're not going to hear that from me, Steve. Am I the a-hole for not putting my wife's name on the house deed? She's my fiance right now, but the argument we're having is that once we're married, she wants her name on the deed. Years ago, I bought several acres as soon as I could afford it. Back then, it was part of a ranch surrounded by other ranches. The other... Or the owner needed money, so he parceled out this section and sold it to me. I built a small house on it. We've lived here ever since. Since it was originally part of a ranch, I did enough to legally keep it classified as a ranch, so the property tax rate is extremely low. Over the years, companies started to move to the neighboring big city, and land prices started to go up. Almost all of the ranchers sold their lands to developers, so now there are huge houses surrounding mine. They start from $500,000 and go to several million. None of them sit on an acre of land, uh, not even an acre of land. My house is clearly the worst house around, and I have no doubt it's bringing the value of nearby homes down. That's all happened before I met and dated my fiance. Now that we're engaged, we're talking seriously about finances, and the only sticking point is the house. She wants her name on the deed once we're married because we'll be sharing all of our lives. Alternatively, she wants me to sell the house and we purchase a home together. I don't find either option attractive. In our state, whatever we uh, bring the to the marriage, we take out. Since I will be bringing the house into the marriage, I can leave with it uh, should things not work out. If I put her name on it, then she'll get half of it. If I sell the house, there's no way I'll be able to afford anything that's even close to what I have now. Not to mention our property tax will be several times higher. Then there's the drive time. My house is 30 minutes away from my work and 40 from hers. House prices have gone up so much that we'll have to move at least an hour away from our jobs. Like I said, we agreed with or compromised on everything else. This one issue is the only sticking point, and it's a huge one. Mm. So so much that she brought her family into it. This weekend, her father took me out to dinner to have a man-to-man talk. He told me that if we're going to join our lives, we have to join everything He expects me to do the right thing if I want to join their family. So now it's her entire family on one side and me by myself on the other. Am I wrong to want to keep the house I built by myself to myself? Um, I can already answer this uh, right away. Yes, he is the a-hole. And let me tell you why. Depending on the state you're in, and I don't know know if you even mentioned what state he's in. Well, he said that it's one of those things where he can take the house with him when he's if they divorce. I see. If he owns it by himself. But in many states, uh, it would all 
it automatically be seen as marital property. And yeah. so you would you may not split the house, but you would certainly split the value of the house right down the middle. It seems to me uh, it is something that you will both be paying for. It's something that you will both pay to maintain. It's, bo- it's something that you will both live in simultaneously. Yeah, you know what, dude? Why cause the problems and the aggravation on based on what ifs? I, the only reason this guy is the a-hole is because he's getting married to somebody who really wants this to be the sticking point of the marriage. Stay single. Enjoy that house by yourself. Yeah. And just uh, have uh, big giant parties every weekend. See, I I, I think he's the one being the uh, the jerk in this situation because if it's a big if it's a big thing, you're going to wind up fighting over property anyway. If you get yeah. a, uh, you get divorced, this is just one asset that would still be you know right. likely fought over in court. You're not really winning in this situation by saying I don't want your name in the deed. Nah, she doesn't belong on the deed. Uh, he uh, he I got this on his own. He needs to keep this on his own. So this is why I went into my marriage with virtually nothing, which is uh, except for my records, my clothes, the and my drums. Your, and the shirt on your back. And the shirt on my back. And which, that, which was half torn for some reason. Yeah, I had a hole in it and yeah. uh, and some mustard stains yeah. from oh, the day before. You already ate? <laughs> yeah, that was yesterday. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think she's the a-hole here. Uh, asking, okay. for, asking for a name on the deed. She didn't buy that house. We agree to disagree, Steve. Not everything. I don't believe that everything becomes yours. That's- well, I don't take assumptions that uh, that everything that my wife had before we got married is mine. But, well, that's you know, it's what like, I mean. But when it comes to things like you know you know real estate and uh, or stuff like that, I mean that is stuff that you know you should both be a part of. I think not necessarily. I think you should uh, set it up before you get married and go. Listen, this is mine. I had this. Whatever we buy now together. That's ours. Well, let's say the guy loses his job yeah. and can't make the mortgage payments and said, honey, you got a job. Why don't you make the mortgage payments? She could easily say, it's not my house. Well, then he would have to run into that problem when he, when he, when he, uh, stumbles again, upon everything it. is based on a what if scenario to me, that's uh, that's inadequate when uh, it goes into a marriage yeah. in which you are, uh, you know, death till you part. See, this is why staying single is probably the best course of action. Probably the best to, thing for you. You don't have to deal with any of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, for some, Here's another one. You ready? Yes. Am I the a-hole for telling one of my daughter's classmates' moms to F off about what I put in my daughter's lunch? <laughs> for some context before the story, I, 38 female, cook Asian foods regularly for dinner and my daughter, Lily, who's uh, seven. She uh, looks like a Lily. Uh, well, she look like a Lily. <laughs> my name is Susan. <laughs> Uh, lunches at school. This is because my family enjoys these foods. I like to cook these foods, and my mom cooked a bunch of these foods growing up since she's half Japanese. Oftentimes, I'll give my daughter some leftovers from last night's dinner, plus a fruit and veggie and a snack, or I'll make her a quick little bento box or something other, uh, some other thing really quick. I wish I had a Japanese mom. Oh, my God. Me. I would love to have a bento I know, box. I know. So after one uh, school day, my daughter wanted to play on the playground for a bit before we went home. I said she could play for a few minutes, and she ran off. I was there waiting in next to this other parent, uh, who we'll call Deborah. And while I was waiting, Deborah came up to me. And Deborah says, Are you Lily's mother? And she says, Well, oh, yes, I am. Why? Well, your daughter's lunches have been bothering my son, and I would like to ask you to pack something else. What? What do you mean? How are they bothering him? She then proceeds to start talking about how her son was complaining about my daughter's lunches smelling terrible. 
and he thought it was disgusting. She also said her son didn't eat most of his lunch because he was so grossed out. And I said, okay, I understand. Your son doesn't like the smell, but can't he just sit somewhere else? And then Deborah says, are you kidding me? My son shouldn't have put up whatever the crap you make your daughter bring to this school. It's disgusting. Somehow this sounds made up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she uh, started making more vaguely racist complaints, but I was fed up at this point. Uh, me, Listen, I understand your son might not like my daughter's food, but he can easily just not sit next to her. I'm not changing what's in my daughter's lunches because you and your kid don't want to uh, exist near Asian food, so F off. She angrily stomped off with her kid. Then my daughter finished playing soon after, so we went home. I talked to my husband about it, and he said maybe I shouldn't have told her to F off to avoid her not bothering us in the future. So am I the a-hole? No, you're not. I don't think you're the a-hole at all. I think you're, what you're giving your kid is perfectly fine. If the kid likes eating that food, great, even better. But what what business is it of somebody oh, of some other parent to try to uh, change what they serve their kid for lunch? It's none of your business. Uh, the kid's got a problem, move. I don't know. Uh, I have a problem with people opening up smelly things. Uh, remember the gal that used to work here, Leslie, down the hall? Yeah. And she used to microwave salmon at like 5 o'clock in the morning here, and the yeah. whole upstairs would smell like fish. Yeah. That's not something you want to smell at that time of the day. No, it's not. But, but, but you're, And you're, not, you're going to a school lunchroom. I don't want to smell uh, putrid uh, food that, you know... I remember one time I was on an airplane and some guy brought his own food and it was like a curry dish. Right. And then the plane got stuck on the tarmac so there was no air going through the cabin. So mm -hmm. all you could smell was just this fishy curry dish that he brought with him. It was disgusting. Makes you want to gag. Well, listen. Uh, okay. Well, there's a time and a place to eat that stuff, but why, this is during lunch. Why can't you be a normal parent and just give peanut butter and jelly to your kid? Because some schools don't allow you to because some other kid's got an allergy. Well, that's not my problem. It will be a problem if the kid goes into some sort of anaphylactic shock. Well, go sit at the peanut-free table. That's what they make those things for. <laughs> I, when I saw, first time I ever saw the peanut-free classroom, I'm like, where's the free peanuts? I yeah, don't I, see them anywhere. I love peanuts. Yeah, well, why are you advertising that and not delivering on it? Yeah, so I think I think this lady is the a hole for cooking the. Uh, I, I don't. I think I think the other mother is the a hole. You're just showing off. Yeah, you maybe. know what? Once in a while, you have a nice Asian dish with your meal, but it's goober grape jelly and wheat bread for the time being, kid. Sorry. It is hard to argue with the goober grape sandwich, though. You got to admit, I love that stuff. It's uh, eight twenty three, and that's am I the a hole on Rock one hundred two? Attention, eight thirty one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A traffic stop gone wrong on Friday turned into an hours-long manhunt after a state trooper was dragged by a car on I-91 North. Western Mass News has learned that the driver, who initially fled the scene in his car, then by foot, has a prosthetic leg and was supposed to appear before a judge yesterday but did not. Boy, he fled on a foot. <clears throat> not two feet. Not two feet. Just a foot. 45-year-old Michael Williams Jr. was not arraigned because he's still in the hospital after Friday's incident. And now uh, he has a past criminal history involving assault and battery of police officers. Huh. An investigator said Williams tried to flee from a traffic stop at the rest stop along I-91 North in Holyoke. Swallow Hollow. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see my boy Eileen over there. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he's got one leg. Eileen. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let me just re- uh, reiterate my great joke from an hour ago. Yeah. He went to court, uh, but he had yeah, no. no leg to stand, stand on. on. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying. yeah. As he fled, investigators said that Williams allegedly hit the trooper and dragged him along. Uh, highway traffic cameras captured the moments after the trooper was able to free himself and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Again, non-life-threatening injuries doesn't mean that that trooper didn't suffer immense pain from what it, you know the road rash or whatever right. it else uh, from the uh, from the thing. Uh, moments later, Williams crashed his car a short distance away, and he fled on a foot into the woods near I-91 and Route 5. A large manhunt ended with Williams captured less than three hours later. Mass State Police Sergeant Jack Darty and his canine partner Roxy were able to locate him in a thick brush along Samansky Avenue in East Hampton. So. <sighs> yeah. You mean a large man hunt? Was it mean like a lot of people hunting a man, or was this a very large man who needed to be hunted down? Uh, he was a large man that needed to be hunted down. No, oh, okay. No, it was a large man hunt. There was like police. There was cops from like East Hampton. There was cops from uh, Holyoke. There was cops from the state police. Mm. They were all looking for this dude, and they found him. Did he have any distinguishing marks other than uh, no leg? Uh, no. But uh, he tried to blend in at a local nightclub doing the Cupid Shuffle. But he goes, one hop this time. One hop. And he fell over on the floor. When it was a slide to the left, he found that to be difficult. Slide to the right. Yeah, well, I have, apparently his uh, his career as a as an extra on Riverdance wasn't going to go very well. Well, you know, when it, when it, he was in the struggle and the arrest, uh, you know, he kicks one of the cops in the face, and they're like, "Hey, where'd you learn that move?" And he's like, "In my partial arts class." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is insensitive. Uh, is it? Is it insensitive? Well, I mean, it kind it, of is insensitive. Uh, what? Uh, what do you call a guy with one leg? I don't know. Nothing. He ain't going anywhere. <sighs> you know, he got that leg for Christmas. He did? Yeah, it was a stocking stuffer. <sighs> uh, he was once standing on a corner that had a sign that said, we'll work for food, so I did him a solid. I told him IHOP was hiring. <laughs> And that wraps up the leg jokes, folks. Thanks for joining us on the Bax and Nagel Show. Oh, very good. <laughs> Can't believe we're still in business. <sighs> anyway, he's going to court today. So there you go. A uh, Springfield woman was arrested with a loaded gun and uh, was seized. Uh, that was seized following a traffic stop on Saturday evening. Police said they ca- saw a car with a license plate that was reported stolen at a greenfield just after 5 p.m. Officers conducted the stop at the intersection of Dickinson and Sumner Avenue. The driver, 27-year-old Decray Matos, allegedly uh, didn't have a license and was detained. Officers then located a loaded handgun with serial numbers in her... Uh, located a loaded gun without serial numbers in her car, prompting her arrest. Matos now faces multiple gun and motor vehicle charges. Eh, I'm just going out to meet my friends for a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> It's wine o'clock someplace. Doesn't everybody bring their uh, bring their uh, loaded handgun without a serial number on it? To uh... well, there are certain parts of Springfield where uh, that's kind of like uh, the invitation to the party. Yeah, you either show up with your uh, no serial number firearm, or you're not coming at all. That's it. 
Uh, to avoid wasting public money and suffering system failures, the Office of Inspector General has issued guidance that uses a problem at a Wilbraham school as a statewide example. The Inspector General, Jeffrey S. Shapiro, said adopting new building technologies carries operational and fiscal risks. Without controls in place, school districts can face a world of trouble, Shapiro says, as happened with Minnetrog Regional High School. Its faulty lighting system gained national notoriety and was even mentioned on Saturday Night Live. They really like that one. That's a good oh, start. Oh, mentioned us on SNL. Minnetrog was rebuilt in 2012 as the uh, participant in the MSBA's model school program. After only 11 years, its network-based digital addressable lighting interface, or DOLLY, uh, failed. Issues with repairs uh, began into August of 2021. The server was corrupted by malware and went into default mode. The system ran on a server that could be accessed remotely outside the school, but the school did not have access to back up the software or an override switch. By 2021, the lighting control system became too old for continuing support, and the company also has uh, been acquired by another firm. Ah, nuts. That's like uh, we did, dealt with that. Yeah, we had some uh, software, didn't we? We had, uh, it was the contesting software. That's it right. It was like French. It was Everything was written in French. Like everybody's, uh, everybody's name had a French accent Cause, on it. Because it was in Canada. And, like, for uh, example... One of our regular winners was a guy named La Hawkman. La Hawkman. La, La Home Hawk. Oh, I think it, yeah, I remember that. Right. One. Yeah. Prize pig. Well, I wouldn't have said that. Well, that's what they are. Shouldn't we tell people that's what they call them when they <laughs> win a lot? I think we've revealed that before. Yeah, we call you prize pigs. We know the ones that win every thirty days, the ones that are waiting by the phone, waiting for that caller ten uh, thing to hook up. We call you prize pigs, the one who wins a lot of prize. We actually have a database uh, right now, which will show how many times you've won, how many prizes, and when. We talk about quite a bit of you, actually, behind your backs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, win counts. Here we go. Yeah. Is there something to look at? This is a. Uh, I'm not going to mention this person's name, but since uh, he has been placed on the database, yeah, he has won over one thousand times. Are you kidding me? That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. That's yes. a lot of prizes to win. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm looking at it now. This person has won. Everything from the classic, uh, oh yeah, from from since two thousand six. Okay, okay, a thousand wins since two thousand six. That's right. A bunch Damn. Of, everything from the classic rock lyric quiz, which they won a lot, uh, to uh, old, all kinds of old stuff. Deerfield Craft Fair tickets. They recently won uh, Roger Waters tickets. Oh, uh, back in twenty twenty two. I think this person knows who we're talking about. Yeah, since I'm pretty sure. That uh, Rock 102 is on speed dial. Is that what it is? Appears to be. Yeah. Getting up there in the prize count. Yep. And it's all in French. The uh, Mass Department of uh, Children and Families has been paying millions uh, to send children with autism to live at the Judge Rottenberg Center, a controversial facility that is known for using electric shock devices on residents. I can't believe we still do this. Uh, what, how is that not uh, gravely illegal? I don't know, but I remember seeing the article a few weeks ago saying there were people trying to stop this from happening. Although DCF said in its contract with the facility expressly prohibits the use of the devices on its children or other adversive treatment, 
Some advocates have said it's still a red flag. I would have grave concerns about DCF children observing this kind of treatment of others. Judge Carol Esker, <laughs> a former justice for the Worcester County Juvenile Court, I think it would be very traumatic. The facility told the news outlet that the children do not live in residences or share classrooms with those who are authorized to receive the treatment. JRC was not able to clarify if any of those within DCF custody custody continue to live at JRC after they turn 18. Okay, so that's a separate issue. Uh, they just don't. They're saying that they're not using it on the children, the autistic children that are living in these homes. But it's happening to other children who are in this facility. Yeah. And that's okay, because those kids can handle it. What? Why? Has that been proven to actually work on people? It would work on me. I mean, I would only need to be shocked once to to never do something a second time that requires a second shock. You know, my grandmother, uh, she had had schizophrenia. Okay. And you know what they did to her? Shock treatments? No. Uh, la, la, lobotomies? Frontal lobotomy. And then, when they sent her home, they told my grandfather, well, if she gets out of control, just give her a shot of whiskey every once in a while. She'll be all right. So she went from the, lo- the frontal lobotomy to a bottle in front of me. Yeah, that's yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she became an alcoholic. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, Problem but solved. It's, no, it's not. <laughs> like, the, 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 that was what they used to do. Hey, just send her home and give her some Fleischmann's whiskey, by the way. That was the good Ooh, stuff. Ooh, the high-quality stuff. Yeah, well, they were poor Irish immigrants. They didn't have uh, much to much to have. Uh, yeah, lobotomies for a while um, were like uh, like the hot you know, like the hot procedure. They still do them from time to time, but they're very – it ain't very often that lobotomies are, are prescribed. No, but uh, I can't believe that they still do this electric shock treatment on people. Yeah, that's like that's... To, to correct your behavior. That just seems so like yeah, like a Neanderthal. Like this is what we're doing here. We're going back to the old times. Strap yeah. down in the chair and let me shock you. For here, let, the let, let's wrong. let's put this uh, let's put this cloth in your mouth so you don't chew your th- your tongue off. That's like one of those things that you like. You think that would be that would have been something that left society years there, ago. There are some, this is my understanding now, there, there are some conditions in which shock, electrothock shock therapy shows some level of, of, uh, of success. But again, it's different than it used to be, you know, back in like the, uh, the 40s and 50s when yeah. everybody who had a problem was getting shock treatment. Oh, shock treatment for you? Uh, and you get a shock treatment. And you get a shock. Yeah, like Everybody Oprah Winfrey is giving away free shock treatments. Well, seems like that's what she's doing now, trying to raise money for those Maui people. That's Here's what, shock treatments. That's, Here's the shocking thing about it. I have billions of dollars and you don't, but I want your money to help these folks out. Probably what kept Stedman in line for all these years. I, I bet you he did. Uh, let's see. Uh, have you ever accidentally sent a photo uh, to someone meant for your eyes only? Um, probably. A 27-year-old man on Reddit uh, asked for advice over the weekend after he accidentally sent a nude photo of his wife to his entire family oh, and yeah. hers. Mistake. They just got married and they were on their honeymoon. He shared a bunch of pictures from their trip, including one of her topless in a hot tub. Luckily, it wasn't that bad. Her back was turned, so you couldn't really see much of anything. But it was still racy, and some of her family members don't believe he sent it by mistake, so it's causing a little bit of drama for the guy, right? Right. 
Most people on Reddit said don't worry about it. It was their honeymoon, and the uh, photo wasn't that racy, so it'll blow over. But it got people talking about similar mistakes they've ever made. One guy posted a photo of his topless wife looking out a window and didn't realize you could see her reflection in the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Another woman once took a photo of an intimate area to send to her doctor and automatically got backed up in a shared folder online. Ah, that's too bad. And another woman said she uh, somehow posted a topless pic on Facebook eight years ago, and it still haunts her to this day. It, it, is it still on Facebook? Uh, no, it's. I believe it was removed. I would but think that Facebook would remove it, it. But uh, you know, it, it yeah. uh, didn't work. Uh, I've sent wrong texts to people. Oh, I've done that. I'm like trying, a lot. I'm trying to think what what I may have. I think I may have sent like a, a, like a legitimate picture to somebody by mistake, but nothing. Uh, no D pics. No, I have I that in a certain file. Yeah, I uh, well, I just sent pictures of the uh, mushroom, the toad from mushroom, the mushroom toad from Mario, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's got spots on it, it's a little tiny little thing. It drives a little car. It drives a little car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throws banana peels out the back when it's ready to uh, wipe somebody out. Sometimes right? it goes for the cannonballs. Yeah. Whoa. You know, making all. This. Um, but I I remember sending uh, I sent a text to uh, Joe Wagner, the state representative, Joe okay. Wagner, right? And I thought I was texting my wife. That's I really did. There was a multiple text going on that morning. Right. I was trying to text him to come on the show because he was wanted to be on the – we wanted him on the show for some reason or another. So, but I'm texting my wife uh, at the same time, and I, I said uh, – Hey there, sexy gal. How you doing? Right. <laughs> so, uh, so then it, it obviously goes to Joe Wagner, right? who, who might be somewhat of a handsome man, but he's not a sexy gal. No, that he's not. And uh, and then he and then I like realized what I did, and I like a prof- apologized profusely, and, and you know tried to get. But but this guy is the guy that could never let that go. Like he'll never let you forget that. Well, Steve. What? Who would? Well, you would. You would. You oh would? yeah. Okay. If, okay. If, if someone called me a you know a, 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 a sweet young lady uh, accidentally, I'd be holding that over their head for, hey, the, for the rest of their lives. Remember that time you called me a sweet young lady? Remember that time <laughs> Nagel said he wanted to you know uh, hey, you call met, me a sexy hot honey? Or have whatever? you met Steve? Let me tell yeah. you what he once sent me on a text. So uh, so he you know it was one of those things where every time I ran into Joe Wagner, he would bring this up, <laughs> right? Every time, every time he'd bring it up. So then one time I got hired to do a, a DJ gig for a, a business that was opening in Chicopee. Okay. I don't have any recollection of what the business was. It was some kind of construction place or whatever. But it, but it, but it was one of these things where they were, you know, it had dignitaries come out to dedicate the uh, the ribbon cutting and all that other stuff, <laughs> right. right? So then uh, he is, uh, Joe Wagner's there. And he's like, you can see the wheels turning in this guy's mind, right? Sure. Because the only thing he has on his mind is not the opening of the business, but the fact that he's going to mention that I sent him this uh, this text, you know, a few years prior, and here we are at this thing, and now it's going to be a big laugh, right? So he he tells the story, yeah. To which you know some people chuckle, and uh, you know that was uh, that was the end of the thing. And then he goes on to talk about this brand new business that opened, but he keeps referring to the owner because he was so fixated on this this story. <laughs> He refers to the owner as Steve, even though the guy's name is like Dave or Bob or something else. And he keeps referencing Steve Steve. throughout the uh, whole thing. 
And then uh, and then when uh, when I got done, he's like all gloating that yeah, I really got that in on you everything. And I'm like, yeah, nice try, Joe. But his name is Dave. It's not Steve. And you just went through that whole thing for nothing. So he now, was trying to embarrass yeah. me, but he actually embarrassed himself. And now every time could, you see him, you call him Steve. Yeah. Now, yeah. Next, 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 every time I see him, I'm going to remind him. Hey, remember that time you tried to get back at me, but then it backfired in your face, and now you look like a big douche in front of everybody. <laughs> That's I mean, beautiful. Yeah, but he's a politician. Yeah, he looks of like course. a douche no matter what. So, your Pioneer Valley forecast. That was a dumb story, but I had to. That was totally worth telling. Uh, Cloudy today with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 68. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. How does it feel to be part of coverage that cares? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.56 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be cloudy today with a high of 64. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 68. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I, uh, I just got an email from uh, someone I went to high school with Uh-oh. who is um, trying to organize our uh, our high school reunion yeah. for next year. Uh-huh. It's uh, the 40th anniversary. Whoa. 40 years. And uh, the last time we did a reunion, it was uh, it was my job to come up with uh, like all the contact information from everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have any uh, like mailing addresses because yeah. you know, who the hell's going to want to lick stamps? Right. So I had it was all email and, and Facebook addresses. And now they're asking me for the list uh, if I've got it. I don't know if I got this list. I'm yeah. kind of like uh, kind of like a little panic. Like, well, how am I going to? I want to help, but I don't want to help that much. Uh, Forty years. Forty years, That's man. Crazy. Man. I know. It's it's like, you know, like everything that happens over the course of time goes by very, very quick. Like you know, in my in my head, I still feel like a like a like a vibrant and uh, and, and a dynamic young man. In your head, have you looked my, at yourself in the mirror? Well, that's just the thing. Yeah. The reality is. Um, is I went to high school with a lot of very old people. And the last time we had a reunion, it was loaded with old folks. Right. Loaded. And now there's going to be less than there were well, the last time you got together. Th- that's true for a number of reasons. One, there's less of us. And then two, uh, more people don't want to go. So that's uh, that's the other part of it. Where w- where was it the last time? It was at a place it was at a place in Rehoboth that, that, do, that does... Um, clam bakes like all summer long clam bake gonna have a clam bake right mama's gonna clam bake clam bake clam bake got it mama's gonna have a clam bake too yeah you know we had a big clam bake yeah at uh at francis farms clam bake Ooh, good stuff that man sounds good get the steamers you get the big yeah pot of uh of uh of of, uh, of chowder with the clam cakes Ooh, little sausages and fish in a bag so Fantastic. where's it gonna be this time well i don't know well i don't know uh that was a little pricey last time not everybody could make it I, uh, so i don't know where they're doing it but uh yeah they want my help and i gotta uh i gotta somehow scrounge all these 10 year old uh email addresses i, I got have, somewhere i have not been part of any reunion for the uh minichog class of 1997 you never went this year would be a 25 year wow i think right Wasn't that 25 years ago 1997 yeah it could be yeah that could Uh, be never never heard i I don't even think they know who i am i don't think they know who i am are you in the yearbook no no i'm not uh i'm in one picture of the yearbook on the wrestling team and that was about it 
I don't have, I didn't have like a, a a portrait done. When you um when you graduated, was there yeah. like a program that had your name in it? Yeah, I, yeah, that name is in it. Yeah, yeah, it's in that in that program. What do you think the odds are that after twenty some odd years, uh, someone still has that? Uh, probably not. There's got there might well, be somebody out there. Well, here's knows. here's the thing, Steve. You graduated from Minichok. Yeah. Okay. That Wilbraham's the next town over from where you work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's got to be somebody in Wilbraham. Who may well, not remember who you are or well, who I mean, you I, used I, to I be? I mean, I ran into a, a guy I knew uh, a couple of a couple of weeks ago over at Fern Valley when I was standing there. I met my friend who was performing. She she went to, she was in the same class I, I was. Okay, but I don't like I didn't uh, I don't have like close knit ties with that class. My friend who I was watching perform with, we didn't become friends until many years after high school. Okay, anyway, sure. Uh, the guy I knew, we just you know. We, you, you you part your separate ways after school. You don't really uh, you know bother hanging around with with the same people all the time, right? Uh, but I I don't have any other like uh, strong connections to that uh, that class. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, all you got to do, Steve, is yeah. say, uh, "I'm Steve Nagel from the class of what was it? 1997. 1997 yeah. at Minichog High School yeah. in Wilbraham." And all, and, and next thing you know, you'll get yourself invited. I don't think I'd want to go. Though. Why not? Well, I don't even know all you people. I, I you know, we, Steve, we took you that look- picture the first day of school where I looked like I was, uh, what's his name, Private Pile from yeah. Full Metal Jacket. Looked like I'm ready to kill everybody in the school. Is that a jelly donut in your locker? Yes, it's a jelly donut, sir. <laughs> and why do you have a jelly donut in your locker? Because I was hungry, sir. He was hungry. hungry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the thing is, Steve, uh, y- you may not have had uh, a lot of friends in high school. You may not have known that many people in high school. Yeah. But you're the biggest success story out of that high school in that particular I year. I highly doubt that. I'm you're sure Steve Nagel from out. Rock 102. I'm sure there's somebody else out there. What about... Uh, I believe the guy who uh, invented uh, Twitter uh, went to my high school. The hell he did! No, he didn't. Of course he didn't. But you're Steve Nagel. We've had we've had uh, actor. There was an actor, I, and there was an actor. I don't even know what she was in. When I was going to school, there was an actress, right, well, and they made a big announcement over the school that she was going to be on Fox or see, something. A, like. a big whoop. Yeah. That's that's no new. No, that's not real notoriety. No, but to, you know what? I would like to be the celebrity to decline the invite going, I'm much too busy uh, yeah, to be you. hanging out with you. That's all I want. <laughs> we, we've talked way too long about this. It's 902 at Pax and Nagel at Rock 102. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks.